baguette, gourmière, fromage. Oh, oui, Hoc de Triomphe, Perry, Eiffel Tower, Napoleon, bienvenue à l'Halle de la Petite Guerre. Long non. Yeah, yeah, basically, uh, uh, this happy December, everybody, we, we decided to do the bit. Uh, this week, we decided to butcher the French language, because you know what we're doing this week? What are we doing this week? Well, we know all of you are really depressed, IRL, so I thought it would be a great idea to, you know, depress everybody in the plastic world as well, and Jack kind of agreed. So we were like, well, we have a mutual interest in uh, being depressing. So, you know, here we are. And France, one of the most depressing countries in the world, generally you, speaking. You're, you're, you're selling me this like a used car salesman. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm never going to buy it, right? Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I mean, you know, we're like, you know, it's, it's been a week. You know what we should do more that we often you know you know what content people really like. What what content do people Primaris Marines? No, the people really like Monster Girl posting, and they really like Made RPG. So you know what content we're not doing this week? Monster Girl posting and Made RPGs. Right. You know what content we're doing this week? Black pilling about forty k. Yes, because out of the uh, out of the stack of things that we like to do. Hating on large gaming companies probably ranks, would would you say, like, number two or number three or number one? I'd say number two, you know, because of the aforementioned thing that we're not talking about this week. Uh, Hating on big gaming companies is probably pretty close. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, I would say my favorite piece of content is LARPing and destroying European languages. Uh, but that's my favorite thing I like to do. Um, I, I, I don't speak no dang old European. This is America. Get out. You know? Yeah, that's right. We speak American. Yeah, we speak American in this, uh, in this server. None of that, uh, jolly good, the queen, uh, jolly good, the, um, big Ben 22 bongs or whatever, you know, this is, uh, this is American soil. And if you don't like that, you can, uh, you can just, you can just love it or leave it. My dude. Mm. So, um, just so everybody knows, like, you know, this week wasn't exactly the worst week in the world, so what, you might be thinking, why'd you decide to black pill? And we're deciding to black pill because it's always a good time to black pill about 40k. Even right after, uh, HW, uh, kicked the bucket, peace be upon him, I'm not gonna, not gonna say anything nasty, uh, CIA, please no bully. Um, but you know. yeah. I generally find it distasteful to uh, to talk ill of the dead. I have a uh, I have a very well. My take on it is: if you don't want people to insult you in your grave, don't die in the first place, nerd. Nerds. <laughs> Just go oh, become a vampire. Like it's not that hard. <laughs> like we literally covered it two weeks ago. Go vampire the masquerade, my dude. Become not dead, my guy. <laughs> yeah, man. Go to he, he could have just gone to Chechnya and asked the vampires there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you can't because they took that out of the book. You see? Oof, oof. Ow. Well, um, 
yeah, a, a, a slight update on that, by the way. Uh, I've I've seen I've seen the full book now because it's out. It's out. You can go to your local FLGS and uh, and probably pick it up, um, or your local fantasy shop or wherever you go. You can probably pick it up now, I, which I would heavily suggest that you don't. But I've t- I've taken a look at the book and. Uh, <clears throat> Do you remember back in uh, uh, fantasy you, shop? Is that like one of those stores where it's like Adam and Eve or like the Love Shack or something like that? Is that a fantasy right. shop? That's that is that is a fantasy. That is a a, a a different fantasy shop. They have different kinds of miniatures. Uh, I would heavily suggest that you do not. Uh, <laughs> I would heavily suggest that you do not wander in. It's pretty easy. They usually have rainbow flags and. I don't know, whatever else. Mannequins or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, for real, guys, don't go in there. It's evil. Yeah. Um, this is a strictly anti, um, anti-evil uh, <laughs> evil podcast. We, we, we stand against evil. Yeah, degeneracy and whatnot. But basically, have you ever flipped through any of the uh, Vampire the Masquerade books? Because I mean, I flipped through a lot of books that I that I never really ended up. The reading. only book I've ever flipped through that I was like, I, I mean, I've flipped through like I've flipped through most of the Fantasy Flight stuff, but I've never actually flipped through like a uh, Vampire the Mask because I just see it, I see the cover, and I'm like, well, while I have a weird sort of fatal attraction to like hot topic type girls, much to my own chagrin, which is probably like one of my biggest character flaws outside of all of my other character flaws, which you can see displayed daily on my Twitter timeline. Um, but uh, the one of the one of the biggest problems I have is that um, it's just I mean, like I'm just looking at I'm like that's just I don't want to play Hot Topic Simulator. Well, for those who do like to play Hot Topic Simulator, sometimes I'm friends with them. And uh, and I and I flipped through the book, and the art's not bad, honestly. Like like the art's pretty good. They it's, it's uh, better than modern forty k art or worse. Uh, I'd say worse. Only well, I mean, I mean, it's a different like setting though. So mm. I would I would say it's worse. Like like modern forty k art is at least I don't know. It's it. I don't know. I don't I don't want to go into that. Uh, I think I, 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 there are a few pieces of modern 40k art that I really liked, and the rest of them are terrible computer-generated, uh, terrible pieces of art. But uh, but I mean, generally speaking, the art wasn't bad in them. I mean, it was a book about playing vampires, you know, like like what like what do you expect? So so I flipped through the fifth edition of Vampire the Masquerade PDF, uh, and uh, and I noticed something. They took pictures of real people cosplaying as vampires. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You know different these black species. Like, grandparent. No. I recognize rule book. Am not allow. Am not allow. That's am right. not allow. This that's, is that's exactly, illegal. That's I exactly illegal. what I said. That's exactly no. what I said. And and the best part is, is Jack that Jack just White standing Wolf. in the game store opens it up, just shrieks, "Am not allowed!" Species <laughs> grandparents don't recognize. Am not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that sometime. No, they're, they're gonna <laughs> don't get yourself kicked out of your local game store. Everybody, don't go into your game store and yell 
dumb crap. That's for people that buy comic books and Funko Pops. Not you. You're better than yeah. that. Don't do yeah, that. Generally, generally speaking, so so. But before White Wolf also, got don't axed. go to your game store to buy comic books. Please, just don't don't buy comic books. Oh, yeah. They're they, like, like, giving money to evil people. You know, at least at least if if you if you really want to buy comic books, at least uh, at least buy whatever the alt hero thing is. I haven't really <clears throat> I haven't really read them, so I can't really like recommend them. But you know, at least I all, all I know is that there's a chick with like a Confederate flag outfit on. So, now anyway, so yeah, uh, and the best part about it though is that White Wolf uh, wanted to be inclusive with all of their vampire shapes. You know, like you're beautiful at every uh, at every size. I think I saw that Magic the Gathering card actually. Yes, yes, that's basically Oof. it. Except they didn't like draw it. They actually took photos <laughs> of Tess Holiday dressed up as a vampire. Of vampire Tess Holiday. Yes, yes. This this is a real thing. I was flipping through it, and I'm like, what? What? But it was it was as though I was flipping through a hot topic. Uh, catalog met Cosmopolitan, and uh, like and you were flipping through that. the local hot topic, and not by not flipping, I mean just walking through it and observing the people there. Yeah, 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 almost, almost, and and like like everyone looked really weird. It was it was the the craziest thing. I mean, generally speaking, I like it when they use uh, when when medians mediums or median. Uh, mediums that don't usually use um, pictures of real people do so because sometimes it's it's a little jarring, kind of like command, the Command and Conquer games where they where they had real cutscenes with real people. That was kind of cool, and it stayed pretty cool up until mm, CNC three. But but this was a really bad design decision. So yeah, that was that was a small aside. About that, I wanted to update everyone on my uh, on my treks through the hot topic uh, land. I mean, I, I actually am highly against the use of taking pictures uh, uh, in in rule books. I mean, unless it's a war game and you're taking pictures of the miniatures, in which case that is entirely recommended. Um, but when you when you start running around with like all these folks and you know you got these real life pictures of people in the robot i think that just sets a bad precedent you know one of the yeah. one of the best things about the hobby is that you know you you would have uh you, it encourages imagination one part of that is just you know actual i think you would say uh actual kind of you know, imaginary artwork, you know, that, that sort of evokes and well, it teases it's your, your imagination. imagination rather than just pictures of things that are eminently mundane. If it's something someone can dress up as, it's kind of mundane, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you, it's it's all about using your imagination. It's about creating stories with your friends using your imagination. And I see someone's been listening to Super Lutheran. <laughs> ah, yes. That's his yes. take. Um, But, I mean, like, I guess you guys have the same take. I, I agree with it. It's not a bad take. Um, but the uh, I cannot really. I, okay, I'm having a little bit of trouble formulating what I'm saying here. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is, it doesn't suit the purpose to like 
have pictures of actual people dressed up as stuff because you're inherently limiting yourself to things where it's like robot art should be interesting. It should be weird. It should be fun. And it should sort of be imaginary, right? Cause there are things you can draw a person right. doing that a real life person can't do, you know, it's, it's, it's almost as if they created a bad movie from your favorite book. You know, now, now that's always stuck with you. It's a bad movie in your favorite book. And it doubles as a like publicity scam for like cosplay thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, another another big issue. So, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, cannot reasonable like I, I cannot reasonably see a world in which this is not a cosplay thought publicity scam. Yeah, and that that was that was my first thought. It's it's like, well, wait a second. There there has to be like a massive number of cosplay thoughts that they could that they could use for these right. books. And I'm flipping through, and it's like these. Like, who are these people that that they get? Like, you know, you you'd think that they'd be able to get at least a book's worth of good-looking people, you know? Well, they weren't trying to get good-looking people, right? And that's and that's the and that's the most blackpilling thing about it is that they were looking at this and it's like we need a few uggos in here. <laughs> Just what? Why? Well, it's kind of like the normie interpretation of fantasy, where it's like, you know, the woke interpretation of fantasy is understanding that fantasy isn't real. And the entire point is that it's uh, a thing that exists for, you know, for the future, right? Right. Yeah. Or not not for the future, but it's an ideal. Or, or not even, a, sometimes it couldn't even be an ideal. It's an expression, a metaphorical or even sort of abstract, ab- slightly abstracted expression of an ideal, right? Because you, you can't arguably say, like, let's just take Star Wars for a basic example, just because I am too lazy to think of anything else. Uh, 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 too lazy to do anything else. And because, you know, it's just, it's easy, everybody knows it. I mean, I'm not going to say Star Wars is great or that it's even woke, but think of it this way. If Star Wars presents a fantastical ideal in Luke Skywalker, right? He is he's a sort of abstraction because you can't actually become literally Luke Skywalker like you're not going to move stuff with your brain. That's kind of not how reality works. I mean unless you're going to go commune with demons or something, you know. But you, you Yeah, that's yeah, Star Wars is demonic, but we don't have to go into that. I don't think Star Wars is demonic. You don't think so? I uh, no, I I don't think it it is in uh well, we don't. We don't have a, to go I think it. it's just a you know, it's a movie. I, I don't really think it's demonic per se. Um, but again, that, that's that's like not. This is not demon discussion hour. This is the plastic soldier man larping hour. But you know, it's it's about an ideal, and when you remove that ideal, right? Like, it's it's sort of this tension between should it present an ideal to be striven towards, or like a, a representation of an ideal, or or in this big or should the um. Should the game, uh, should the game sort of present a, uh, should the game present a a sort of slightly exaggerated version of reality? Should you warp the ideal to what you are, or should you warp yourself to fit the ideal? And what we're seeing is as as sort of, I think we could talk about this more later, as sort of more like randos and normal people kind of become inculcated into our uh, into our hobby they begin to warp the ideal towards themselves rather than warping themselves towards the ideal, right? 
Right. I mean, I mean, imagine Tess Holiday being your ideal. Like that's that's insane. Well, it's not even that you're making Tess Holiday your ideal. You see the current ideal, and because you are like Tess Holiday, you feel the need to warp the ideal towards you. Right. And which which brings which you would idea. naturally I mean, do because if you're like Tess Holiday, you probably have your own gravitational pull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so one of the things I actually wanted to talk about, uh, maybe before or after the black pill for 40k, uh, check out check out that image that I dropped in the sidebar there. Yeah, I Mr. see that. I see. I, I see. The, I see the image. Like, I, I see it. I, I see the image. What, I do see do the want? image. It's it's a noise marine. I get it. It's a noise marine. I know they're they're redoing some of the older stuff they used to do, but at the same time, I'm looking at it. I'm going. Yeah, okay, that's that's kind of cool and all, but you know, it doesn't I I'm it feels like just a like a it feels kind of pandery to me in a sense that 40k is warping itself into slowly pandering and I don't think that's a good long-term maneuver for the company. Because you you can't make a good setting and game on fan service alone. It's going to get old fast. Well, but for on the other hand, and I'm not I'm not calling for the return to the sixth and seventh edition days. Let me just say. <laughs> well, let me let me play doubles advocate here and uh, and just point out that any company that doesn't serve its fans is going to go down the drain, right? Right? Like like I mean I mean take White Wolf or what used to be White Wolf, for instance. Uh, nobody's going to buy this book, right? Because oh no, people um, are going to buy it. They're just marketing it to people that aren't you. Right, but what I'm saying is, is that the book is now terrible, and they're going to spiral into. Uh, it's it's most likely going to spiral into, spiral into mediocrity, right? Whereas, you know, they think they're pandering to the people that they want, but in reality, they're going to lose their old fans, and they may get some new fans, right? Like sometimes sometimes things change, sometimes things evolve, but. You know, I, I I feel like I feel like GW's strength has always been its committed fan base, and pandering to that fan base is is good for its long term viability, but also uh, striking out into into either new or redone old paths might actually be uh, healthy for it. That's all I mean. If you pander too hard, I do think that's negative. You know, and I, I like because here's the thing is. You can make something into sort of a uh, a fan service, sort of almost. It, it, it's it's just it all it is is like Ready Player One, which is just a pandery fan service movie, right? And GW could very easily just kind of turn into, you know, it, it, it they they have an established thing that people like, and then they just turn inwards and just start, you know, doing the bit saying the things that they know people are going to like and are going to go over well and are going to like kind of make their fans really happy as opposed to really actually doing anything with the property. And I don't think I'm not like advocating they go back to the sixth edition, but I do think that when I, I mean, when I see like fan servicey type stuff, like with like the, the noise Marine itself is not a bad model and I'm not necessarily against, uh, this release in in its entirety, but the general point of it is, you know, long term, you can't. Uh, 
you can't keep doing these things right basically. because if yeah. you if you just hollow yourself out to the point where you're just hitting the same notes over and over again like a like the marvel movie it just shows the bug man the thing he saw in the comic book and then he starts vibrating really hard and eating his popcorn and really ha- and he's really happy because oh, i know that reference i know that re- they said the reference that i know it's cool you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna post a gif of this on twitter it's great you know I see 40k kind of almost devolving into that. The the fan base, certainly in the past couple of years since I left, has become a lot more bugmanish. Oh, absolutely! It's it's getting. I I think I think a. I would like to use a term. I don't know if it's an actual term or not. If it's not an actual term, I'm going to make it a term. If it is an actual term, I'm just going to use it. It's redditification, right? It's a red of redamorphosis, redamorphosis, and I, I think I think that as they're attempting to make this transformation, right, GW is going to be uh, reviled. <laughs> I but, n- but by but, some, but, but but the the thing is, is the new fans are sycophants. Yeah, well, and and also. Uh, <sighs> Okay, so so I think I think it would be good here to kind of explain what we mean by by redification or uh, or bugman bugmanifying it. Right? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, you want me to you want me to go through that really fast because I have uh, thoughts on that. Yes, please go 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 for it. Okay, so what I what I mean by this and is, then, and then and then I have something else. And then, and then oh, I have actually, something. you go ahead first. Let me let me formulate here for a second. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, you can you can go on. I have once once you get your ideas out, I've got, I've got I've got something that, you know, will feed off them. Basically, that's what I meant. Oh, what did you say? I said, <laughs> I said, I said, I've got ideas that will feed off of what I think you're going to say. But go oh, ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, um, what I what I'm trying to say here is that. You cannot the, the so what what I mean is you you know those people that are just really 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 into sort of like the their their movies or whatever I think everybody is at least in some sense familiar with uh the 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 idea of the bug man or like this consumer person that that really really likes their uh their their funkos and their um and their comic books and their collected loot crates and things and all that stuff, right? And they're they're really into like they're watching the latest Marvel movie or whatever, really into the latest release and all that. So that's that's what we mean. And you know what what I'm saying is is games are becoming increasingly inhabited with those people that sort of view the games themselves as uh, almost symbols of status in terms of nerd prestige in a sense the, yeah. the game itself isn't the end point it's the the act of playing the game it, it's really that way with D. a lot of people when i talk to it with like more normal type i guess for a back of a letter term nerd types they say like well i feel like i should play it at least once because you know i'm a nerd you know i feel like i want to do it and that's not necessarily a bad way to look at it but if you just see the game as something um if you just see the game as something you uh you get you know and you play just to to, to have like the the status of it right like i play d and d it's 
it's it's viewed as like the action of doing it's almost like cargo cult 80s nerd culture in a sense i think is what i'm trying to say they're cargo culting what they think nerd culture was in the 80s which you know i wasn't there in the 80s i was not a nerd in the 80s i wasn't even alive in the 80s okay and it, 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 like if i were alive in the 80s let's just say hypothetically I probably wouldn't be sentient, just judging by my general age range, you could probably guess from listening to me and what I talk about, you know, so I'm not going to run around and pretend that I need to emulate the 80s, like, sort of nerd culture, that's over, that's done, it's never going to be around again, the culture has changed, um, there really isn't a quote-unquote culture anymore, it's a consumer culture, it's a consumer identity, and these people are playing into it, right, wherein you buy the game to become... The, the sort of member of this community and culture as opposed well your identity is based around consumption as opposed to like an organic sort of natural identity you have to put, to put it slightly more simply yeah. uh bugmanism is participating in a culture where all you have to do is buy something yes there was this great twitter video you, you just sent me right where it's this dude and he just says like <laughs> don't ask question. Don't ask questions. Just consume product and then get excited for next product. Right. Right. That's it. That's all it is. So, so it's. But bringing this back to forty k a little bit, right? It's very, very possible for you to be engaged in the culture by blindly buying a bunch of plastic crack, right? But the difference is the difference between that and like comic books or video games or whatever well slightly less video games but the difference between that is that you actually have to assemble and paint them right that's part of the culture and that's what i see dying out is well-painted models yes in the craftsmanship of the hobby is, is taking a downturn jack and i are both mildly above average painters we yeah, can safely say above average yes i, 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 I would say i would say that i would say that like we're not amazing at it but we can put things on the table that are of table quality and we're not going to be competing for best painted at a tournament but we're not going to be in the lower bottom rungs we're going to be you know in the upper percentiles just not really super pro painted looking right yeah, and and it's not just painting either. It's also it's also modeling green stuff, making making conversions that fit, you know, the idea that you had in your head for your own, you know, even even the uh even a marine player, right? Like like very basic space marines, right? Like Kitty's first 40k. I mean, you could do you could I I've seen a ton of really awesome conversions that had like really cool uh uh bits that they added that that you know they cross pollinated from different sets and then they painted it really well right it's very possible for you to have a very very good looking uh marine army and it's very possible for you to have a very bland gray uh ultramarines right <laughs> like, right right but the, the other like those two things are not mutually exclusive a while back i i, I delete all my tweets regularly but a while back i had posted a um the uh, there was a picture of um, I had posted some pictures to talk to a to a mutual about like the hobby, and there's this um, sort of objective I'd made for my Germans that's just made out of sprues to imitate sort of trench wooden trench lining, 
and it's just got some dudes and some spare supplies and stuff kind of sitting around in there. There's uh, two officers talking while a guy like points an MG34 over the top of the wall. It's a, it's something I'm particularly <laughs> proud of. I just took spare dudes I had, spare sprue bits I had, and some like uh, drywall filler and some paint and glue, and kind of put the thing together. You know, it's it's. I think it looks nice. It's a, it's it certainly looks great on the table as a little objective, even if it doesn't make sense when it's in my opponent's deployment zone. It just looks nice. Um, yeah. You know, when it, there there's a sense of like you don't see those things a whole lot in 40k anymore, and like when you do see them, they're from like prestigious community members. Or, yeah. Or yeah. or you see like one or two, and they're just a ton of people fawning all over them yeah uh personally uh something that i'm currently modeling right now or i don't know not modeling really just kind of uh putting together is a leviathan dreadnought and uh i had decided that i was gonna and my friend plays necrons he's got a whole bunch of like extra necron bits so what i'm gonna do is i'm going to make uh since the leviathan dreadnoughts and the death watch he's going to be he's going to be uh slamming a necron lord into the ground with his uh with his power fist so i'm currently doing that right now it's gonna be it's gonna look really nice i think so yeah but yeah stuff like that stuff like that i don't see very often and it kind of it kind of pisses me off the last last couple of times i went to my local uh fantasy shop to play something guy plops down three forge world knights on the other end it's like what what are you doing (laughs) three forge world knights were they yeah they were they were they were the skinny boys oof yeah that not even not even the good Castellan, like, like, don't get me wrong. I like big mechs, right? I'm, I'm a fan of big mechs. I am, I'm, a, I'm a member of Treadhead Gang, uh, so I, I counter signal mecha. Right, but, but the thing was, was that they were unpainted. You could see the resin bits. He just plopped them down, and he's like, "Hey, you want to play it?" I'm like, "Not with you, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure you just got them like yesterday, but nah, I'm not, I'm not playing that. <laughs> and that's and that's what I feel like more people have to do, you know. Hey, you want to play a game with me? No, not with you. Paint your army first, and then I'll play with you. You know, you you have to bully people. Bullying works. I, I in, in some sense that 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 works. I, I if some guy's got like a half painted army, and you see every week he comes back and a little bit more of it's worked on. I oh, yeah, respect that. Like people, some people don't have the time to work with all the hobby. Although. I, I always get routine. I, I've gotten some compliments at my LGS when I used to play there a lot more. Was that where people would people would you know within the the, the Flames of War crowd, people were like you know, it's impressive that you know you don't put anything down on the table that's unpainted ever. Period. Under no circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't. But that's just me. I understand if you buy a new unit and you want to try it out really hard and you've assembled it the night before and you bring it in and you're going to plop it down, but the rest of your army's painted, like, I get that. And you come back next week, it's got a couple of base coats on it. You're working on it. That's fine. I don't care. Not everybody has, like, an enormous amount of time to devote to hobby stuff. I think that's reasonable. What's unreasonable is when, as opposed to ha- coming in, like, in next month with, like, half your army kind of worked on, you come in with a new plastic army that you've like sold off your old one and you're buying a new one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For whatever, for whatever's strong that month. And 
I think GW realizes this that they can't bug manize their their entire line like that. And let me let me let me just say that a lot of people have been uh, theorizing that GW is going to come out with a line of pre-painted models. They've done that before, actually. Oh, really? I, yes, I didn't know it was that. it was a very sort of niche thing they did. I think back on either the uh, mid to late nineties, um, mid or late nineties, and uh, they they came out with it, and it tanked, absolutely yeah. tanked. Like that, there's a reason you don't see it anymore. Um, I would say that if you saw GW come out with pre-painted models, they'd look like the models that you get from uh, Wizards of the Coast, which... Let's just say if I got drunk and painted, I could probably do a better job than whoever they're having do those in the factories over there. Yeah, I I was... I was looking at some of those the other day because I do play I do play role playing games and uh, and every once in a while I need a model that I don't have in my collection other than forty (laughs) k. I know, I know. We were just talking about this, (laughs) but uh, but say what you will about uh, what is it, Pezos or Pathfinder? But their models actually come pre primed, but not pre painted. So so you can just you can just take it out of the box, glue it to the base, and like start painting it. That'd be cool. I don't know. That's 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 okay. Right? I, I I would say I, I'm not opposed to pre to pre primed models. Uh, if if say you're like just really like painting or you really need something to like practice painting on, I I I'm not gonna say that's a bad thing. Like monopose like single bit models for like role playing games. Like uh, I know um, it's something bone or something. No reaper. Reaper makes Reaper, those. yeah. Reaper's yeah, models yeah. are not necessarily the best sculpts, but they're cheap. They're yeah. they, they're like you no know, assembly required or minimal assembly. You can you can just like slap a coat of primer on it and then you can paint it, right? And if you're just like, oh well I need to buy like twenty dudes just to practice, like they're great. You know, I have nothing against yeah. that. And if Reaper decided we're just gonna like uh they're we're gonna like we're gonna like send some uh we're gonna send some we're gonna like send some out that have been like spray coated with a coat of primer at the factory i'd be like dude this is the greatest thing i'd I'd pay like 50 cents extra for a pre-prime mini that i can just paint i would love that because then i could just sit down and practice with it you know because i i I enjoy painting even though i'm not the best at it you know and that was that was the thing about these peso models was that they were they came two at a pack for like five or six bucks yeah it's great. It was it was it was great. I I was like I was like wow this just just this much all right well why not <laughs> you know and uh, and I've used that model ever since so it's pretty uh pretty nice so yeah I mean like that's one thing that GW would do that I wouldn't like spurg over is if they came out with pre prime models but uh, once they once they cross that that path into pre-painted uh D terrible looking models oof it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge i think i think it's gonna be a huge customer revolt but you know it might it might not i don't think like unless they replace their uh, non-pre-painted models with the pre-painted models i don't think it would be mm. but if you're gonna sell like monopose uh primaris marines there's no i i could i could definitely see them coming out with pre-primed which i think is if you're gonna do monopose models uh, and you want to pre-prime them i think that's uh, i think that's reasonable i don't think i'm not gonna i don't like monopose models in um 
miniature war games per se. I mean, unless you're making things like one one hundred scale dudes, right? Like you know, Flames Wars just pre-prosed. You know, every little dude's the yeah because you can't make a like multi-posed one hundred scale dude a bunch of them and have it be like reasonable or even logistically feasible. The amount yeah, of arms not. and legs and accessories. No, no, I would. You know, nobody would play the game at that point. It's too small. But, I'm, not, um, I'm not. I'm not taking out the tweezers to like to like glue their torsos to their legs or whatever. You know. Right. Right. Um. You know, I already had to take those out to put like a uh, to put a freaking um, you know, a freaking like antenna on a tank or something. You know. But you know, I, I can see why. Like you know the. 128th or whatever the scale for 40k is it's 28 millimeter no it's 28 millimeter that's my sorry 28 millimeter heroic is the scale are you sure they're they're 25 millimeter well yeah you're probably right the scale is referred to as 28 millimeter heroic which is actually a wargaming scale and it just means around the 40k size bolt action size it it's actually like doesn't have anything to do with the measurement at all it theoretically has something to do with it but it doesn't really mean anything period yeah no but i mean like one thing you see with like D D. so like as sort of normies flow into the hobby through as it as it reaches the mainstream they're they're flowing in and a lot of them are just getting caught in D D and like this endless supply of themed board games that they love mm-hmm. if you're really big into buying a ton of board games and you're like bang, playing the uh the newest call of cthulhu board game thing that comes out you know I have very little respect for you, largely because I see those people, and I am not impressed by uh, by people that like just play the board game bit. I played a really real Bugman board game. It was called Smash Together. Have you ever heard of it? I played one one time too, but you you tell you tell me the one you played, and then I'll tell you the one I played, and I'll, oh. we'll see whose is worse. Okay, so. Smash Together was a pretty simple to learn game, obviously, because you know these hey are. Hey, now bug you're an all star. Get your game on. Go. Pl- oh wait, no, that's Smash Mouth. No, yeah, that's Smash Mouth. Uh-huh, bad. Uh, but yeah, so so it was a game. W- it, it was it was pretty simple. It, it doesn't even bear mentioning the rules because because it doesn't it, it didn't really have anything to do with it. But you got the 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 theme of the game was that there were like 10 to 20 different decks right and each deck had like 30 or so cards in it and each deck was themed right from nerd culture (laughs) so the idea is that you take two themes from nerd culture and you and you shuffle them together and you play it so so these themes range from like fairies to vampires to uh robots to mechs to transformers there was a deck that was uh, all about uh uh nerd celebrities like somebody played a will wheaton card <laughs> it was it was narcissistic will no yeah will wheaton will somebody played a will wheaton card and uh yeah so uh so yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty bad i my my girlfriend could see the disgust on my face when i was playing it and she was like she was like oh no 
Oh no, the autism. <laughs> it's coming. Just the autism comes forth. That's right. So, so I was, I was just, I was just so angry. So yeah, but I played it and I had fun. Yeah, I mean, I did, those I didn't kinds like of games it, are more fun with uh, with people. I will say that if you want to play like a board card game. That's not apples to apples, which is a wholesome and wonderful game, and you should definitely, if you have a family, play apples to apples with them because it's great. Um, oh, you know, I think I played that game. Apples to apples? No, no, no. It wasn't called that. It was called something else. Oh, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Cards Against Humanity is apples to apples for people that think they're edgy and funny, but in reality would be outplayed by someone like me or Jack with both with half our memes tied behind our back. <laughs> I mean, if you just gave me blank note cards, I could outplay any normie in apples to apples just from like reading my Twitter timeline daily. Like it's not even that hard. Oh, I win all the time. I'm um really the uh, I don't like Cards Against Humanity because it's like faux edgy humor. It's not really edgy. It's just like, ha poo poo, pee pee, sex joke, lol. It's not really that funny. Sex jokes are, I'm going to be real, like most sex humor isn't really that funny or good, you know? It's not, there's no originality to it. Yeah, there was a, there was a controversy um, again, about Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yeah, well, I'd imagine so. It doesn't really matter to me. There was a band expansion. What was it? I'm not I'm not prepared for this. Don't don't we'll cover it some other time if we decide to. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good point. So 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 go go ahead with your uh, card game. I, oh, Chosen People's Pack. That's what it was called. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Pack. Oh, well, uh, I, I suppose a uh, a pack about Filipinos, the most powerful race in the world. Uh, or you mid- know. Midwesterners are also the most powerful people. No, Filipinos. Didn't you read Tumblr? <laughs> no. You're not familiar so, with that meme where it's like that post from like this Tumblr account called Cushion Lyrics that's like, true fact, Filipinos are the most powerful race on Earth? So the deck contains cards with sentences about the Holocaust, Anne Frank's genitals, and the Jewish people intended to be used in the game. Oof. Oof. Cards against humanity. Well, what are you doing? I, I'm going to have to say that, that that's a little off color, you know, that those are, <laughs> those are bad jokes. And we're, not in, we're here, we're not in favor of things that would be offensive to the wonderful Jewish community, and we would like to affirm our unending love and respect for the Jewish people and the state of Israel on Little Wars. Absolutely. Uh, Masad, please don't bully. I, please don't bully, Masad. We're fine. We're cool. Please don't. <laughs> can I read some of these cards? Please don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to like, wake up tomorrow morning with a Tavor stuck in my face. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. No, some of these cards are really bad. Like, holy. Well, I am... I'm surprised. It's oh, like it's like you, you could be... just trying to be like nasty for fun, but it's not really that good, and it's not even good black humor. But, but they but they ran into what every single other black humor uh, uh, company does, right? Like they 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 keep going black humor after everything until they get to a specific thing that they're not allowed to make black humor about. And they get banned. Mm. Oh, this is this is just this is just excellent. 
I, no, I, I was playing a game where it was like you had cards and dice corresponded to the cards and they were like Marvel characters and they were fighting each other and you, it was a, it was okay, I guess. I, I wasn't, it, it was not very, I, the one thing about board games is a lot of them are just kind of cheapish tie, like they're just, you know, sort of puked out constantly to like tie into things or whatever, you know why the Rick and Morty Meeseeks Cube, for example. A. What? Do you not know about the Meeseeks Cube? I, I do not know. Okay, well, apparently there's this thing called a Meeseeks uh, uh, box from Rick and Morty. And the, there's a Mr. Meeseeks' box of fun game of... Game of Dice and Dares, apparently, is a thing that exists. I've seen them, and it has a button on top that makes noises. And people will press it in the friendly local game store, and you can hear it. And it's just like, why is this not illegal? Why, why? This should be illegal. I don't want to listen to the weird, compressed Rick and Morty audio. It's, it's horrifying. Hmm. No. So, so, it's, so it's, it's literally a, a plastic box... That has a button on top. It's got like a staples that was easy button type thing on top, but it's like Rick and Morty themed. Ugh. That Ugh. that sounds terrible. Uh we I'm are sorry. we are we are pro we are pro natalist and thusly anti Rick and Morty on this program. That's right. That's right. Oh Yeah. No. So, so I feel like I feel like we haven't blackpilled about 40k hard enough, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the general take is that as people are just sort of getting caught in D and D and like board games, which are easy to sort of bugmanify and have people constantly consume them, right? Because you, but you don't need to put a whole lot of work into D and D when you buy source books and stuff. Most people don't yeah. play with miniatures; they use tokens of some kind. Um, so it's easier to just sort of buy this stuff. Right. Right, just keep buying the stuff. Consume product, get excited for next products. Yeah. Consume source book, get excited for next source book, you know. Well that's and that's kind of what GW has been doing with the codexes. I mean, technically they had need to release a lot of different codexes, but they're they're limited to their number of codexes based on uh, armies, right? They have to actually produce the plastic, which is which necessary. is why they've started like reduce producing like weird like Harlequins codexes and stuff. Right, right. So and and they're producing a Sisters of Battle codex soon. I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be called, but they promise Sisters of Battle uh, plastic and codex coming 2019. So so yeah, and they've also and I've also heard rumors about a new Space Marine codex coming out in 2019. Well, of course, everybody plays Marines. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and and I, I I honestly like like I understand that GW uses the Marines to keep the lights on, right? I understand that they need to pander to Marines a little bit harder than everyone else. I think this is okay. Yeah, I think I think it's fine too. I just wish they didn't release nine monopose Primaris lieutenants. You know, maybe. This is this is I want to get Mongoose mad again. Threat. 
Not going to do it. Not going to do not it. Gonna, not going to do it? All right. No. Fine. Don't be, don't be fun. Uh, no, I'm gonna no. I, I, it's not that I hate fun. I don't think it's gonna be good content if we just rehash what we did last week. Yeah, good point. <laughs> oof, oof. No, I mean, you get like this entire bit now with the. I, I don't know. I really cannot be overstated how badly the future of the games look. Where the we, you have all these people being brought in through like. D&D live streaming and stuff that have no idea how to play the game. They think it's Skyrim. You know, they, they, they think it's funny to, like, constantly spout memes they see on Reddit and, like, the, the like, whatever makes it there from, like, 1D4chan, you know. And it's... Well, and let's let's be honest with ourselves here, right? Like, I mean... I think I think a lot of these things that we're complaining about getting getting worse and worse as time goes on. It's because the urbanite culture is is getting worse and worse. And I don't I don't really want to go into because a lot of other people do that kind of bit. But this is kind of more or less an urbanite culture, you know. Yeah, I I would say it's more like I mm, I have I no I different take <laughs> different take. Okay, this isn't right. urbanite culture. This is a suburbanite culture that is being taken over by urbanites. That's that's a better take. I feel like because that's a much I'll, better take. Remember, anytime you hear somebody talk about games back in the day, it was always the corner game store. And they'd ride there on their bike or they'd get their parents to drive them. That is not an urbanite thing. Right? That's mm. these are like this was suburban white kid stuff back in the eighties. Yes, exactly. This is like a exactly. middle-middle-class middle to upper-middle-class sort of petty bourgeois type of um, type of hobby. And I will, say, I will definitely say that is my social class, right? Like, I am of that middle mm-hmm. to upper-middle-class sort of milieu, right? I am a, I'm a pseudo-bourgeois, very, I, I, I've lived a very comfortable kind of semi-pseudo-bourgeois, like, middle-class, suburban-like exp- existence, and this is sort of an expression of that. That's like, this is, that, this is our culture, but now like these urban freaks, as, as the urban freaks are actually moving out into the suburbs, like in real life, they're actually taking over wargaming. And we're getting pissed off about it. And again, I'm mad because I'm taking my hobby because I, I came here to escape and now you can't let me escape and I've just got to go deeper in, you know, like part of the reason I play historicals is because I kind of caught the, the breeze on GW a long while ago and I was just like, well, this is only going to be getting worse from here on out. Sure, the rules have improved a little bit, but the increased popularity of 8th edition has sort of, it's sort of bringing with it a lot of... Uh, undesirables yes shall we say um the, the things are not being gatekept as as they once were anymore by complexity and things you've got games like x-wing that do sell x-wing is an incredibly bugman game because the miniatures are all monopose little vehicles that come pre-painted i would never want to buy i like one of the things that like x-wing seems like a cool fun game in terms of like the way it's played but like I don't want to buy a pre-painted miniature. Yeah, and I think I think that's I I mean like theoretically if I were to advise GW of what they can do to distinguish themselves from other game companies it's like it's like X-Wing has a niche of its own 
I would not suggest that you get into well, the X Wing was massively dish. successful, not because of their cards or because of the game simplicity, but because it it, it like appeals to bug men and that sort of like yeah. soy consumer archetype on like five hundred different levels. It's Star Wars licensed. It's easy to play. It's fast. It doesn't take up too much space. So if you live in a weird broom closet apartment in Manhattan or something. I don't know wherever New York bug men live. You can have, you can play X Wing. It's not super expensive, but it can be mildly expensive. It's got all their favorite things in it, and it doesn't take a whole lot of work to make the minis. You just snap the thing on the little fly stand, and you're good to go. Well, yeah, and these these games are also made for for people who have you know an, an old expression. I'm sure many people know uh, more money than sense, right? Which which you can describe 40k they, as being it's, but, it's they people these people don't have families so they have all this expendable right, income so they right, can go it's, purchase it, right, ex- exactly instead of children instead I I know many guys who have families who play who play stupid little plastic you know soldier men and you know they have families they can budget they don't you know they're not breaking their bank or anything but they're also playing hobbies that they enjoy specifically because it brings them together with other with other guys and they can have just a good time, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be this, you know, this, this obsession that you have, you know, because you don't have children, you don't have other responsibilities in your life. So you can just obsess about, about tie fighters, you know? (laughs) I mean, like, okay, I guess I'm guilty of like obsessing over things myself. Eh, Yeah. Like, but like, Hey, there's a there's hey, a difference. Though. The Panzer IV and Sherman tank actually exist, Chief. Right, right. You know that's and that's that's anybody critiques me on that. Well, this is real. Um, the stuff I think about is real, and it's actually has a bearing on reality because all modern armored warfare doctrine evolves, at least for Western nations, comes out of the Western Front in World War II because that's the real only uh, semi-modern example we have of two near parity powers going at it with each other in maneuver warfare i don't think it's necessarily the best basis because things a lot of things have changed between then and now but it's all we have so that's like if you know about that you know you know about something that's at least relevant and you know to the modern world you know that's like actually real you really don't want me to bring up monster girls right now (laughs) (laughs) well the difference there is that that's a platonic ideal the tie fighter is just a fantasy (laughs) right Yes. You act the, like I don't the, have like, rhetorical like, devices for these things. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, this will get him. And it's just oh, like, kill oh, shot. no. Every day when I'm in the shower, I'm like, well, how <laughs> if I say this, someone will attack me with that? And how do I respond? No, I, uh, <laughs> I came prepared, Jack. You're not going to get me. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh God! Monster Girl Internet Defense Force (MIDF). <laughs> Does it also have a Star of David? Or no, no, oh, no, okay. no. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my God! So I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, like the... I get paid. I get paid by the Demon Lord Succubus to shill for Monster Girls on online farm. <laughs> Actually. Great, great campaign idea right there. I just had a great uh, idea. There you go. Yes, yes. Magical realm it up, my dude. The, the, the thing, you, you would think that would be the magical realm, but it's not. 
Plot <laughs> <laughs> twist. That's not the magical realm. No, no, you would. Think this that is the magical realm. You, you, you'd think, but but no. <laughs> I do think Monster Girl Bureaucrat Gang would be a very funny uh, RPG uh, campaign in some sense. Oh God! Monster Girl the, Bureaucrat Gang would be very. It, it would at least be funny, right? Like, could you could you have a bureaucrat gang while playing Maid? Could the maids themselves be a bureaucrat? That's gang? that. That is how you would probably have to run that campaign. Hmm. This is genius, Monster Girl Bureaucrat Gang, but Maid taking applications. <laughs> DM DM mongoose. No, not not yet. I'll. Uh, Whenever, whenever I finish my current thing, I'll probably put out open applications. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to ask. Uh, it's probably going to be a multiple choice test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's, uh. <laughs> I did make a standardized test one time and had my friends take it. <laughs> really? Yes. I, can't get, I won't get into the details because it's a little doxy, but I did make a standardized test. Uh, and people people thought it was very funny and, and very good, and uh, they they de- kept demanding I make more of them, and I, I really couldn't keep up with the demand. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, th- but that was like that was when I was a cringy high school student. So nowadays I'm like you know a normal human being, allegedly. Now, yes, indeed. I'm not I'm not going to go into it, but yeah, yeah, no. So no. I like the new, new new noise marine. I think it's uh I think it's nice. It's good. It's pandery, but not too pandery. I, I think yeah, in a sense, it's a good looking model. I guess it's got that going for it. Yeah, yeah. So, and here's hoping for a uh, for an Emperor's Children Codex coming out. Mm. Mm. Slanesh gang. Slanesh gang gang. Mm. Got got some got some dreadnoughts with chaos pianos on top of them. Be awesome. Okay. You, you do you, chief. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that does that. That noise marine does look better than the mo- the modern ones, though. Because at hmm, a lot of the modern sculpts just don't look so good to me. A lot of it's just over designed too. Yeah, we've been over well, this before, though. Yeah, and 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 I've been. The, this is my problem with the Primaris Marines. Not that, not that, like like, like there's a certain level of of uh, of not going overboard with the Primaris because they were very very able to go prime. If they're ma- if they're making a new line of Space Marines, they could have gone overboard with them. And they did. I think they went underboard. If I'm honest, the Primaris yes, look a little I too clinical, and less. I uh, agree with that. Forty k ish. Um, so that that's like the only case where things weren't underdesigned. But you look at Roboot Guileman's model, and we've done this a million times. But I'm going to do it again. It looks more like a freaking demon prince than it does a Primarch. If you yeah, were to, if I, you were to two years ago, they, they, if you they, had they, taken a silhouette of that thing and showed it to me and said. What do you think this is? Forty K miniature is that have been like? Is that some kind of like demon prince thing? And they're going yeah. like, no, it's Robo Guileman. I'd have been like, actually, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they already have a good robot, robot girly man model. And, Don't and insult it logistics, excellent. bro. I like logistics. <laughs> Don't you like logistics, no. bro. Well, that's that's 
one of the best models that that Forge World has ever made. That model with him just standing there with his with his Gladius, right? Uh, zero out of ten. Not enough Excel spreadsheets, but I understand the sentiment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank no, you. but no. All, all I'm all I'm saying is, uh, no. It is. A, I would. I would agree. It is probably one of the best Forge World models ever designed. It is a wonderful looking model. Mm-hmm. And then they went from that to that. I don't you just need don't to make understand. that again. It's not hard. <laughs> make yeah. it, but make it more 40k this time. It it should have just even... been like, hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just change it up a little bit so it doesn't look. Uh, so it doesn't look like you copied it. Instead, they were like, "Hey, dude, why not? In order to make a, uh, in order to make a model, we just um, <sighs> we like we, just, we like copy we, a we, demon prince. It slaps we, we make some, him, uh, ultramarine symbols on it. <laughs> we make him doing the splits over uh, over rubble with a massive uh, demonic looking sword in his hand." And, and armor that looks like it should be on a thousand suns. We'll give him an right? elf waifu as well. <laughs> we'll give an elf, what, what, do, what, what do traditional gamers like? Elf waifus? Yes, let's well, do that. Well, let's put one of those in there too. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, so. I, I'm, I am pro elf waifu, but I, I am not pro uh, 40k having the elf waifu because that's just not what 40k is. Yeah, well, well, and, and there's even a, a good uh, one of the better uh, recent artworks that I that I enjoy is is uh, Guileman standing, you know, in front of legions of his new uh, of his new soldiers holding up the emperor's sword, like you know, you know, in uh, in uh, in a decree that says that they are going on crusade, which which is. Uh, which is kind of calling back to the artwork that they did for Horus Heresy with the Emperor holding up that same sword, you know, saying we are going on a, you know, to to, uh, to launch the Great Crusade. He's launching the Indominus Crusade, right? And that was a great piece of artwork. Why didn't they just make that his model? <laughs> I don't understand. And it would have been a perfect callback to their Horus Heresy model of him. It would have been. But it wouldn't... But see, it would have been too easy for... Uh people to recast yes that's <laughs> like we've been over this before that's the entire reason like it's just like uh no stop <laughs> he has to have overly complicated uh art on his model you know and all that other stuff <laughs> no yeah, i don't like it no i mean that's one of the things i liked about the imperial guard is the stuff looked like you know it had an aesthetic to it and looked kind of real kind of looking it had its own kind of deal going on with it but, oh, have have you ever seen have you ever seen Death Corps of Krieg? Oh no, I've seen I've seen them, and I, I'm I'm gonna say I'm not big on the uh, World War One gas mask aesthetic. Well, it's not just the gas mask. I am a so. member of Catacan Gang. Yeah, but but it's not just gas mask though. They have uh, their their quote unquote heavy bolters have that uh, have that like wide width uh, metal wheel shape that many of the here. Let me let me look some up. I'll just look but, one up really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got they, they basically have like a they, they have more than just the gas mask though. They have they have uh, infantry uh, or uh, I'm sorry, cavalry. They've got guys on horseback. No, which is, I know. Which is I, I've seen I've seen the models. Oh yeah, the heavy bolters got like a base with wheels on it. Sure, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So it's I don't not, know. It's not I, tripod I, mounted. To, to get together, I like that 
aesthetic a little bit more, but but I can totally see the uh, the Rambo in space. Uh, I like Catacan Gang because Catacan Gang is uh, is the best. The '80s action movie, and then you paint one guy black because he's the token black guy, right? <laughs> like that is premium 40k. If I was gonna go back and play, I'd just play Catacans. Bunch of slack jawed faggots around here. Yeah, that was yeah. a quote, by the way. We are not. We are. We are a tolerant and loving podcast. Hundred percent. That's right. That's we love absolutely. everyone, and we are supportive of you. <laughs> you the people yes no but uh no just shell traps delinda est i'm looking at the tanks what? here oh shell yeah, traps must yeah. be destroyed yeah yeah but if they have see see that's the thing i can i can understand like as far as real tank design goes bad design if they have a good aesthetic to them you know, I the forty k tanks are too chunky and blocky and square for me. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the blocky, but uh, but I I just kind of wish that they'd made their tanks a little bit. I don't know, uh, a little bit more mm, less. <sighs> You don't you don't understand how these things operate, right? Like like we've been over this, we've done this like a billion times. We've done already. this like four episodes of of, of or so. Yeah, <laughs> of this. But but yeah, I I just I'm just I'm just eternally triggered because of all of this. So at any rate, let's see what else. What else? What else? I don't think there's much else to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we really only talk about their hobby stuff this week, but I didn't really do a whole lot, and I think you touched on what you did a little bit. Yeah, I've also been I've also been slowly painting my uh, my death watch. I'm going to be priming my Primaris death watch pretty soon here, which is which is going to be just going to be difficult for me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody just right now. I'm probably going to take the month of December off from the podcast for the holidays. Oh, really? Yeah, no. yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. But uh, other than that, we may have an episode next week. We may not. But um, if we do, we will. If we don't, we won't. But after that, going to take Christmas off because I'm going to be with my family and stuff. I got stuff to do. But I'll probably hope to have a lot of painting done by then. So, yeah, on the ditto. bright side. Anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's probably going to be all for this week. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. So uh, stay Stay woke. Stay triggered. Stay triggered. Stay woke. As our as our friends, the the anarchists like to say, stay mad, stay organized. <laughs> That's right. Stay mad, stay organized. All right. That's the best. We'll see you.
Thank you.